quarantine games, imagine cat's buttholes and the best movie meal. It's trends. Welcome back to trends. My name is DJB and this is a podcast where we just love to talk about trends like all the time. A little bit obsessed, but you know, you know that by now, don't you? So what we're going to do is we are going to look at some of the top trends from last week, talk about them a little bit, and by the end of the podcast, we'll pick our favourite trend of the week. Which one is it going to be? Let's get into it. Right. Right, First trend, I feel like we need to kind of address the elephant in the room. A lot of people are obviously in quarantine now or in lockdown, and... Now needing to kind of adjust your life a little bit, you know, you can't go out necessarily go shopping, you can't go get clothes out about, you can't go visit friends, you can't watch sports, there's not a lot of sports on, work's kind of completely changed for a lot of people, or they're not able to work, so what are you doing whilst you're in your house? People have been sort of sharing some of the things that they've been getting up to in the lockdown, in quarantine, What I love about this is the fact that, like, you get, like, a little insight into just where people's heads are at, you know? Just where they're thinking, what they're trying to do, all that sort of stuff. But also, you get to kind of see the creativity of some people. I think this is, like, when they get to a certain level of boredness, that it really, really does come out, you know? It just kind of, like, oozes out of people. So this is fantastic because people have been sharing what they've been getting up to online, how they're filling up their time, and they started a trend called the quarantine games. Now maybe this is kind of like heightened now that the Olympics is not happening this year, so people have been sharing the games that they have been doing as an alternative to sports. People have been a little bit lost because there's not much football on, things like that, so we have to find ways to amuse ourselves at home and the quarantine games is where it's at. And they vary in different levels and abilities. The the great thing is that uh, a lot of these you could do in your own house. Some of them you won't be able to, but some of them you could do like with household items because this is literally people finding stuff in the house to keep themselves entertained and it just kind of escalates from there. Before I delve into all of the quarantine games that we have found so far online, I'm hoping this is going like, to continue over the little while that people are in uh, lockdown. The first thing we need to do, because we are going into lockdown, everybody's looking at sort of staying at home, is to figure out your quarantine nickname. Now, it's very, very easy to do, as I found out. This was a tweet shared by Ellen Gale on Twitter, and... They suggested the way that you come up with your quarantine nickname is your quarantine nickname is how you feel right now plus the last thing you ate out of the cupboard. So he his was Angry Chili Mango, which is an interesting name. And I was sort of... I feel like this was really, really largely dependent on when you do it in the day, you know? Depending on the last thing you ate. So you might want to kind of like hold off until you're in a position where you are more happy with the things that you've ate to kind of reflect your quarantine nickname. I was supremely lucky, I feel, because mine, although I was really tired, so my name started with tired, it was Magic Star, because I was eating a bag of Magic Stars. It was fantastic, we were just snacking. I was like, this is the best name, Tired Magic Star. I feel like 
I'm like a character from like a children's TV series or book or something. Could totally be like tired, tired magic star, you know? That could be a whole character. I am, I'm kind of like, it's growing on me as well. This name's just kind of like growing on me. I'm really, really tempted to like change my Twitter name to tired magic star, just there. <laughs> this could be a thing. So, but what I love is just seeing what other people have been getting up to. What would their quarantine nickname be? And why would you want one? Well, to be fair, you know what? Everything's changing. So why not embrace the changes with a nickname for yourself, just to kind of embrace this period of your life with a new nickname? I think this is the way to go, because then you can just embrace the weirdness of what we're doing right now with your quarantine nickname. You also get a good insight into what people are feeling, like what they've been eating and stuff. So it works really well. Just to kind of, I, I shared this on a number of my socials and got a number of responses that they are fantastic. Let's have a look. The Gravity Drive said, pretzel calm. I'm liking that one. That almost sounds a little bit like a yoga move, you know? Pretzel calm, everybody. Get into pretzel calm. Carly, sleepy granola. I like it. <laughs> I feel like it's almost like a type of brand of granola. You know, maybe you eat this when you want to go to sleep and it's more relaxing than normal granola. Maybe it's not as crunchy, I don't know. <laughs> Daphne, apprehensive broccoli. <laughs> it does make me wonder though, you said that you were eating broccoli, Daphne. Like, were you not eating anything else? Was it literally like a bowl of broccoli? Because I always think that you would have other things with broccoli. Don't get me started on broccoli because like I do, I um, yeah, I, I don't do broccoli. I have, it's never treated me well. So I don't even know if I want to open that can of worms. I just don't do broccoli. I, I will occasionally eat it if it's on my plate, but it's not by choice. Because I've had three, oh, we'll just delve into it. I've had three experiences where there has been a dead caterpillar in my broccoli on the plate. I don't know how it happens this, this many times. Some people say they've never had it once. To the point, like, I used to tell friends this and they didn't believe me that this happened. And then I was with my best friend on, like, holiday and there was another one. And she saw it and it was like, yep, keeps happening to me. <laughs> either, either I'm just way too observant of my broccoli when it's on my plate and therefore I always see it or other people just don't see the caterpillars that are in their broccoli. <laughs> but it's just after having it once or twice, I was struggling three times and I'm like yeah don't do broccoli sorry it's not not gonna happen Ree says uh tired vegan cheese that could also be like a like a character very like in trend at the moment you know you know you've got having all the all the food spectrums right there tired vegan cheese and Amy says that she is mellow donuts it's like the most anticlimactic donut ever. <laughs> I also have to remind myself that when I'm looking at these names, they're not necessarily commenting on the food. Because, like, it's very easy to be like, oh, do you just not like magic stars? Because they're just tiring. No, I'm feeling tired and I'm eating magic stars. Magic stars are awesome. Don't judge the magic stars. It's like a mellow donut. You could be eating the most awesome donut, but your name's mellow donut, not the donut. Don't forget it. Just, to, you know, we don't want to, like, put, put down the food. 
Mark, apathetic Clementine. (laughs) Interesting. I think that's like one of the most sophisticated ones we've had so far. Apathetic Clementine. William, bored beans. That one's like so fun to say. Bored beans. Love it. Phil, constipated cheese puff. I feel like those two things should not be in a sentence together, but I'm I'm almost glad that you put it together for us, Phil. <laughs> and Catherine, <laughs> rubbish hot chocolate. <laughs> that one especially, you have to like remind yourself that hot chocolate's not rubbish. The name is just how you're feeling plus the last thing you ate. So she's feeling rubbish, but she's having a hot chocolate. Maybe she's just having a hot chocolate because she's having a bad day. And the hot chocolate's just making it a little bit better. But the name is Rubbish Hot Chocolate. (laughs) So, now that you have your quarantine nickname, we're ready to delve into the quarantine games. Now, I'm hoping that over the next few weeks we'll see lots more of these popping up and just give us a whole load of things that we could do when we're bored at home. First one though, Knots and Crosses. But with a little bit of a twist, because this is Knots and Crosses with your pet. So you do need a pet to do this one. If you're on your own, you're you're a bit stuck, but have no fear. You can watch the TikTok videos of people playing noughts and crosses with their pets. And can I just say, they get quite competitive. It's scary how competitive these get. I don't know how they encourage their pet to pick a square on the noughts and crosses board when you draw it out, but I have seen cats doing this, dogs doing this, and one of my favorite videos is a turtle. They actually draw the grid on the side of a turtle tank and the turtle's like swimming and like selects which hole, which which square it wants to put its, uh, its noughts on. So it's doable, although very competitive. There's one particular clip that I saw where somebody's doing it with their pet cat. Now, that I, the patience that they have as well to film these videos with an animal, because like how on earth you manage to kind of like get the animal in position, you're playing knots and crosses, and then also like the whole reaction. There's one where they're playing knots and crosses and the cat's like getting slowly more and more into this as it's going along. Doesn't select any of the right squares to kind of win the game. And it's over very, very quickly. But when the cat loses, it freaks out. I mean, obviously, it, look, it looks serious, but it, I think it's play fighting. <laughs> but it, to, to the point where it just like jumps on the person's hand and it's just a bit crazy for a second. So like, you could be in for a whole load of surprises if you try and play noughts and crosses with your pet. But you should give it a go. I'd love to see if you, if you have a successful game of noughts and crosses with your, with your pet. Another one, this was from Marty O on Twitter. Another sport was curling with a smart hoover. (laughs) This is the most bizarre one. And I think you have to have a lot of patience with this game. Basically, you turn your, the, the smart hoovers are like the little round ones that you literally just put down, turn it on, and then it like goes around automatically and like hoovers everything around your house. But they've obviously clearly set this thing up and then they've just got a mop. And it's obviously for the video's sake, but it's fantastic because they just literally look like they're curling this thing 
down the house having a load of fun. And if nothing else, this particular sport, if you really, really put the effort in with the mop, could be a, like a good home workout. This could be like great for your arms and put the effort in. Get the, you know, get a, I mean, it's not that much cardio, but it's a little bit. Maybe it's more than what you're doing right now. You never know. Jordan McKenney on Twitter actually came up with the quarantine Olympics. They've got even a chart and everything for their house on games that they are trying to do. I really love this because taking it to another level. And they actually did a lot of these on Twitter to share and like play with other people. They had like loads of people playing along at home. First one was cup pong, is that you've got to take down 10 cups. So obviously you need like plastic cups in almost about three minutes. So you have about three minutes to try and get as many down as possible using a ball. The next one is paper aeroplanes. Simple but effective. Although like I really suck at making paper aeroplanes. I've never mastered the art of doing it. I can do like maybe two or three folds and then I'm like, okay, it kind of looks. As long as, got, as long as it's got like a point at the end and some sort of form of wings, I feel like that's as much as I can get. Expect me to do anything else and it's not gonna happen, I'm afraid. But the fun thing is like, you you could then choose what types of things you do with the paper airplane. It could be the best looking if you have like a coloring contest. The furthest distance, or maybe you're going for like aerodynamic style. Does it have the best like trick shot? I don't know. Then we had speed matching. You do need some cards for this one, so you can play match or snap. No, it's match, isn't it? Matching. And you've got to try and get as many pairs in the quickest time. So you've got like obviously a, a, a grid. Try and get as many matches as possible in the quickest time. Orange roll. Very simple, you get a cup, you lie it down, and then you have an orange. You've got to try and roll the orange into the cup. Very simple. You just got to like find household items that really, really work well for a really random game. And the nice thing with oranges, I mean, they've got a skin on them, so you could potentially eat it afterwards, as long as you treat it with a certain amount of respect. You'll be okay. <laughs> this one I actually really like, this was from Hannah M. She's basically doing tea bag trick shots. So before you make your tea, as you're boiling the kettle, see how far we can get to the mug and like get that tea bag in there, you know. I just drink herbal tea, so I'm hoping like maybe the dynamics are different. Like you could experiment with the type of different types of tea bags, which one's more effective, which ones can you get better trick shots out of? This could be a thing. Or like once you've like done it a few times, you might want to then get even more dramatic with your trick shots. I mean, can you get it down the stairs? Can you get it rolling through something? Who knows how far you could take teabag trick shots? I also love saying the name teabag trick shots. It's Liz shared uh, playing dominoes, but you use books. Now, obviously, this one you have to be willing for the cleanup afterwards, but it does look impressive the video that she's put up and the patience of setting up books so that you can play dominoes with them around the house. But because it's so big, it's quite dramatic when it happens. So you've got all this time, you could really set up some really good books as dominoes around your house. As long as you don't live with housemates and they're not gonna get annoyed with you 
basically taking up large spaces in your house to play dominoes. I'm thinking this could be a great idea. Or you could get the whole house involved. Just see how many books you can gather. Can you get it down, going down the stairs? There's another... I like putting things down the stairs. Maybe that's just like a whole thing. It just keeps on going. <laughs> one of my favourites. You need a cat for this one. So if you don't have a cat, I'm afraid. I, could, I don't have a cat, so I can't trade this one either. This is it's sad times. Chris Lee shared a video of <laughs> a cat in a shoebox. And he's calling this cat cricket. And what the, basically, you roll a ping pong ball towards the cat that's sitting in a box. And because cats like ping pong balls, they get quite excited when little balls are flying around in front of them. As it gets to the cat, it's going to fling this ball somewhere. And hence, cat, cat cricket. Now, I know cats can get super excited with ping pong balls. So, you have no idea where this ball's going to go. <laughs> like It could be flying back at you at any point. Who knows? But this is a great thing with cat cricket. There's only one way to find out. Now, one of the things that we've noticed over the past little while is people have been getting obsessed with toilet paper, which has sparked a different quarantine sport in the form of the toilet roll challenge. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, is this the reason why everybody was getting toilet paper? Are we just having a shortage because everybody wants to take part in the toilet roll challenge? <laughs> it's very easy. <laughs> but the... the pre <laughs> The idea is very easy, whether or not you can actually do it is a different thing, but if you're good at football, I feel like this one could be a good alternative when you're missing out on match of the day. You're just trying to do keepy-uppies, but instead of a football, you're using toilet roll. Now, the great thing about this is toilet rolls are not round, so you've got awkward angles to deal with. Can you kind of get it in a good position to keep it up? Number one, you've also got to be good at keepy-uppies. So if you if you already have a bit of a talent in that, then you could be on like a good front here because then you've just got to deal with the awkward angles. Whereas if you're rubbish at keepy-uppies anyway, you might need a lot of practice. This is the moment where you have that time to have a give it a go. <laughs> so those are some quarantine games that you can try at home and people just keep sharing more. So I'm hoping, you know, this time next week, we're gonna have a whole load of new ones to try out and just keep ourselves entertained. And then hopefully throughout the lockdown, by the time the lockdown has finished, hopefully we would have learned a whole load of new skills. We will have some really odd games that we're just weirdly good at because we've had the practice for like three or so weeks at doing it. So <laughs> I'm thinking, this could be like a really good opportunity. <laughs> you never know, this might, you might develop skills that you're gonna use at some point down the road. I don't know where, but maybe teabag trick shots will treat you something. <laughs> that was a whole load of trend number one and uh, we've got three more to go and the next one's quite big. Trend number two, we had to go there at some point because everybody has been talking about it. And it would be remiss of us not to talk about it because it was so big last week. It's all about Imagine. Gal Gadot did a video over last week, which 
if you haven't seen it, she starts off, and I can appreciate, like, she says she's been in quarantine for about six days. This is like day six. It's almost a whole week. And I can imagine at that point, you know, you're getting a bit bored of looking at your four walls and trying to kind of do things. And so in all of the best intentions, she obviously contacted some friends. They covered Imagine by John Lennon. So they had a load of celebrities and things getting together and they all sang and they put this clip together of them all singing to just, you know, lift people's spirits, trying a little bit of just joy and uplift. And you know what? I think they succeeded. Don't get me wrong on this, right? But just hear me out because it got a lot of... As as the unforgiving nature of the internet is, it got ripped to shreds. <laughs> I mean, she's got people like Will Ferrell, Kirsten Wig going on there, lots of celebrities going on and sort of sharing, and they're clearly just doing it from home. So it's not like they're auto-tuning it or anything. It's not the best thing to hear. Like, it, the biggest thing about the video is it's very, very cringy. Now, whichever way you look at it, it is just a very cringy video to watch. I mean, I, I struggled to get through the whole thing, but I can appreciate what they tried to do, and you know what, they're actors and right now they don't have a platform necessarily to go into um, onto film sets and things to do their jobs. So they're trying to find other ways to bring enjoyment to people like movies are getting cancelled and stuff. So they're trying, they're just using what they've got available to them in their houses. But as the unforgiving nature of the internet is, it did get ripped to shreds quite badly, or especially on Twitter. <laughs> and, I think the worst thing is, is because it's, it's just cringy to watch. Unfortunately, it is just like, oh, this is awkward. It's just, it's like a big awkward moment. And I'm an awkward person, so I can appreciate the awkwardness of this. Just loads of people. Jim said, uh, when Gal Gadot leads a celebrity sing-along of Imagine, she's got a little gift that's just saying, I love you, but absolutely not. Just don't do it. And they do get a lot of like ripping into the fact that they're celebrities, they've got a lot of money and they are singing this song when there's a lot of other people struggling during this crisis. But let's not forget that the heart of where this is coming from, you know, they obviously are trying, they're just, they're trying, okay? But you have to appreciate, they did try to bring a little bit of a joy and smile to people. And if nothing else, people have just been enjoying talking about how cringy the video was. So in a lot of ways, just like they would make a movie and let you talk about it and critique it and have your own opinion, this has kind of done the same job. They wanted to take your mind off of what's going on in the world. They kind of did it. And it just escalates as the joy of the internet is. People then want to kind of take that. It's going to become like memes and stuff like that. So they, I don't know what the intention was of doing that video, but you have to hand it to them that we got a whole load of enjoyment out of how cringy that video was. <laughs> so Henry, I'm gonna say this name wrong, Henry Kapursky, I wanna say, actually filmed piano accompaniment to go along with the song as these celebrities are doing their moment, just to kind of add some more stuff to it. Joe Lysett, or shall we call him now Hugo Boss, because that is officially his name at the moment, decided to do a... <laughs> 
a parody video of this video. Now, it already feels like the first video is a little bit of a parody video. So this is just taking it to another level. Got a load, load of comedians, especially like British ones, and did this again, taking it to another level. <laughs> and the best thing about like both of these videos is that they do it with a completely straight face, which I appreciate that the song is like a serious song. You know, it's quite a heavyweight song to sing, but at the same time, I don't know how you can take yourself seriously. <laughs> I, I would really struggle to keep a straight face trying to sing as they're trying to sing. Fair play though to Hugo Boss slash Joey Lyset for, for giving us an alternative version to the Celebrity Imagine video. <laughs> I feel like, I'm not sure if this is 100%, but I feel like there was a YouTube one as well, but I can't find it again. Jack Films also did a, a version of the video where he's taken screenshots of the celebrities from the original Imagine video and just like changed their mouth. So I think he's using a filter and he's got his mouth <laughs> doing the words. It's fantastic. <laughs> and you just enjoy the fact that we can do this with the internet. We wouldn't have this. And if nothing else, I hope that all the celebrities that did take part can just appreciate the joy that people have got off of this video. Whether it's intended or not, we did get a lot of joy out of watching it and taking it to a very, very weird place. Now you might think that we've already got to the weirdest place that we could. I mean, we've had quarantine games and people doing parodies of the celebrity Imagine video. But the next one, I feel like, just takes weirdness to a whole new level. I don't, I don't know how this came about, but it's brought so much joy to a lot of people that we do need to talk about it. Now this all started when somebody called Ben Meekler tweeted, I desperately need a tell all book about the making of cats. It could really help me get through this. Now, Cats has been ripped to shreds. The, <laughs> the Cats movie, I mean, they had so many celebrities in it, but it has got ripped to shreds, especially because a lot of people got freaked out with the look of it. I can appreciate that, that maybe they've tried to kind of follow on from the stage show and kind of keep that look, but we're not watching it on stage. So I don't know why we had the weird cats that we did have. And it has been ripped to shreds a number of times, but maybe in this time of quarantine, it just leaves people a lot of time to think and things just come to light that maybe we never thought would. And this is one of those great things. So somebody replied to Ben's tweet. This was Jack Ways, and he said, a VFX producer friend of mine was hired in November to finish some of the 400 effect shots in Cat's movie. His, his entire job was to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted in a few months before, which means that somewhere out there exists a, a butthole cut of cats. Like, <laughs> let's, just, let's just process that for a second, okay? that somewhere out there is a version of cats where they have buttholes. What a, what a bizarre thing to, 
to come out. I don't know how true this statement is. Obviously, this has come out. Now, biggest question is, does this thing actually exist? And if it does, I feel like a lot of people would get a lot of enjoyment out of their home quarantine. And probably more people would watch Cats if they released a butthole edit of the film. <laughs> I mean, even Steph Rogen has tweeted, release the butthole cut of Cats. It was trending on Twitter, hashtag release the butthole cut. When you open up Twitter, sometimes you don't know what to expect, but I was never expecting to see hashtag release the butthole cut trending at all. <laughs> when you got all this dour news going on and then hashtag release the butthole cut. <laughs> it brought a lot of enjoyment to my day. <laughs> People were like tweeting at Universal Pictures to release the butthole cut. I, I do wonder how many like tweets or like messages Universal Pictures must get. Not just of this film, but like so many, like I'm a fan of Pitch Perfect and I know so many people who want to see the, blow, the Chloe kiss, like never came out, but apparently exists. It's another one of those things that you don't know where it is, but apparently exists and you want to see it. So who knows? Then tweeted a little bit later on, urgent hashtag release the bot hole cut update slash clarification. Email to me by a cat's... VFX crew member who was asked to remain anonymous. Now this is what they said. There was never shots of cats with buttholes. <laughs> Can we just <laughs> take a moment to just appreciate the fact that people have been talking about this so much online that somebody from the VFX team who worked on cats has to release a statement about this butthole cut and this is the amazing thing. <laughs> so let's just read what they said. There were never shots of cats with buttholes. Just to clarify everybody, okay? Just so you are aware, <laughs> there was never buttholes in cats. <laughs> or at least by design, is what he says. None that I saw anyway. However, there were a dozen or so shots where the skin and fur sim was groomed or was just folded in a way that really looked like very funny lady genitals or buttholes by accident. The task, as typical with heavy CG shows, fell on 2D to paint out the offending articles where it was brought up and spotted. Daily reviews were constant, awkward discussions of people plucking up the courage to point things like this out. Does that look like <laughs> does, that, does that look like a fanny to you? <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, not only was the film bizarre in, in the creation, but even to the point where the sort of the effects team had to have daily discussions on whether or not it looked appropriate in that region of the cat's body. <laughs> so potentially there's a there's an awkward edit of the film that exist somewhere or shots that do exist that people really, really want to see and they are calling it the butthole cut. Chris Hicks calls it, I smell the butthole gate cover up. <laughs> Even though it was clarified, people still want to see it. Like, this has created so many fans that probably haven't seen the original film, want to see the butthole cut. And maybe in this climate, we just need something like that to, uh, 
to just bring a little bit of joy to everybody because clearly the butthole cut has brought already a lot of joy to people and like I haven't seen cats personally but I part of me would almost want to go and see it just for the butthole cut just to just to be like two hours of just sheer nonsense because it's already a bizarre film to watch so let's embrace the bizarreness even more Last trend that we're going to talk about today, the best movie meal. A tweet was put up last week by Monica Heasy. I really shouldn't say names on this podcast because I'm going to, I say them all wrong and I feel really bad every time I do it, but you know, we just have to, just have to go with it. <laughs> and uh, she said, just me and my boyfriend alone in our apartment theory. Everyone has a movie meal that looms large in their mind. Mine, for some reason, is the pizza and beer all the beauty all the beauty queens eat in Miss Congeniality. What's yours? This is like one of those questions that comes out because people are in self-quarantine and you have a lot of time to yourself, you have a lot of time to think and these questions just come up. So can you imagine the further down we go into this isolation period? How much more bizarre are we going to get? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> but I love this question because it's like, it, it caused me to like pause for a moment. And I was like, which movie meals would I really, really love to eat? I can't say watching a lot of films that I think about the food that they're eating. Not that much. It, it, I struggled with this question for a, quite a while. because I couldn't really think of a lot of films where I was like, oh, the food in that amazing I really really want it like I just it's just nothing really came to my mind so I was looking through some of these suggestions that people said and uh, a complete bizarre mix of things because I I assumed that maybe it would be the more outlandish things like I've seen on YouTube people like recreating the Krabby Patty because nobody knows what that tastes like it would be fantastic to try it but no these were, a lot of these were like average meals, so uh, Phil, the Imagination Feast from Hook. I also feel like animation ones almost look better because they can really like accept, just like really go for it. And maybe you just like the look of the animated food more than real food. Because like pizza, well, I already know what pizza's like, so who knows? Chantel said the breakfast scene from Howl's Moving Castle. There's a gif here which does actually look pretty amazing. They're like cooking bacon. And it's, I mean, it's just mouth watering. Just gets you right there. Rax, the pizza from the Goofy movie. Interesting choice. But see, like the, the clips makes it look really, really appetizing. James said the bugs from The Lion King. Like, seriously. Like, to be fair, in comparison to Timon, they're massive, so maybe, uh, maybe it works for you. <laughs> the steak from the Devil's Wears Prada. That is a very appetising looking steak, although to me it looks almost a bit too overdone. But, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me. Also, like, how on earth do you notice that? Because it's not like, I know she had to go around and get the steak, but it's not like... I really thought about the food of that movie. 
I wouldn't have, have associated the Devil Wears Prada with like a specific type of food that cut coming out of it. So it's amazing that you actually spotted that. Liz, the chocolate cake from Matilda. I wouldn't want all of that cake, but I, to be fair, that chocolate cake did look awesome. And I remember growing up as a kid and thinking, I just want a bit of that chocolate cake because it's like so gooey. It just looks so good. You know, probably she really shouldn't be talking about that much food. I just want to go and eat it all. Jill, the Turkish delight from Narnia. That did actually look really good. With like the powdered sugar on it. Oh, so good. That's a good choice. Even if uh, it's used as a bribe in the film. <laughs> Lydia, 100% the sandwich in 17 again. It amazes me how many, how like, how many of these are just very domestic things. They're not like really outlandish. But clearly it's made an impression on you enough to think, you know what? I'd really love to try that. Nobody said Elf. Would anybody want to eat like the breakfast that he makes in that film? I mean, it's like spaghetti, maple syrup, and then like M&Ms and Pop-Tarts. And part of me really would love to try that actually. That would be like sugar rush. I was having to think about what my movie meal would be. And after a lot of deliberation, because I couldn't think of any for a while, it clicked. And I actually shared this with a number of people on the feed. Harry Potter, when he goes to the Great Hall and he has like a meal in the Great Hall of Hogwarts. The amount of food that comes out on that table. And there's gonna be a lot of stuff that you couldn't get like pumpkin pasties and whatever else. Now I'd almost want to extend it a little bit as well to just include food from Harry Potter because like I would love to try an actual butterbeer. That would be amazing. So for me, it is like the food from Harry Potter. And I'd hope that maybe the food on the Great Hall, because like, okay, yeah, he's got, I've seen clips of like Harry or Ron eating like drumsticks and stuff, pretty average. But you know that there's going to be like special wizard food on the table. So it's all right there. Love it. So what would be your movie meal? This is like the time when you've got a little bit of free time to like do stuff. I know a lot of people are taking up new skills, taking up baking, and maybe you could start, you know, some culinary experiments. You could start trying to create your movie meals at home. This could be a whole thing. So those are our four trends this week. Quarantine games, the awkward, cringy Imagine video, cat spot hole edit and movie meals but which one should be our trend of the week now we've got some really diverse ones this week and it's really tough because i i like certain ones for different reasons like i love the creativity and just the really really randomness of the quarantine games the imagine video let's be fair irrespective of any of the intentions that anybody had making that video the amazing things that came out because it was so cringy almost make it great. The cat butthole edit has just brought so much joy out of such a bizarre thing and I hope that maybe one day they'll release the cat's butthole version of cats. The butthole version of cats because apparently we know it exists now in some form or another. Whether it's called that, I don't know. <laughs> and the best movie meal will just make you hungry. But for me, the trend of the week this week 
has got to be the cat's butthole edit because it's so bizarre and just escalated to a point that I think nobody really thought it would. We thought we'd heard the end of Cats and the awkwardness that that movie was, but no. It's almost done like a 180 degrees sort of shift now where it could be quite awesome if they released the butthole version of Cats. <laughs> I mean, they could even be a team up there just like perfecting it so that when they release that movie into like streaming and DVD, you could have the butthole version and people will, this could be like a cult thing by that point. Who knows? That's it from me this week. I'd love to see some of the weird quarantine games that you're getting up to. And what weird trends can we come up with now that everybody's in quarantine? There's only one way to find out. Thanks for listening. Of course, you can get a hold of me on Twitter and on Instagram at Katie Hillier. And we've started our new Instagram, which is we underscore love underscore trends. Because we're trying to be trendy like that. If you want to. 